Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the All In Crypto podcast. I am your host, All In Crypto, and today I am delighted to be joined by Ed Wakidi, the CEO of Red Swan, a company that is fundamentally transforming the financial world. Welcome on board, Ed. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Happy to be here on All In Crypto. Yeah, it is a real pleasure. And it's a bit of a different podcast for us because we're so crypto focused and we like to sort of venture out into the traditional world every now and then. But this is um, a, a brilliant opportunity for me to talk to yourself, who is kind of merging the traditional financial world with this blockchain world that is still really to be uh, explored and developed. Uh, so with all my guests, I really like to start with them. Uh, so if I could perhaps get you to give us a little bit of an introduction into yourself uh, and how you uh, got to where you are today, that would be brilliant. Uh, I am a serial entrepreneur. I loved uh, being in business. I really didn't uh, do well working for anybody. Um, I started as a CPA with uh, Arthur Young and Company after graduating uh, from Michigan University. And then uh, from there, since I didn't like it, uh, even though I had my CPA, I moved to California, got involved in the in the stock market just as a as an employee on a runner. But uh, eventually, got into my own business. So I bought into a business and grew it from one location into a franchise of seven locations. Then I sold off from that and moved into um, the technology industry. But we we had a venture back company that was really uh, in the automotive industry. And it was all about uh, logistics on the parts. Uh, so we built that company, 200 and some employees, venture backed with about $95 million. Um, I was a co-founder. We sold that company to a Fortune 500 company. And um, then I was going to retire, but too young to retire, moved to Texas, uh, be close to my mother, got back into um, kind of business brokerage business and eventually commercial real estate. And through commercial real estate, I found my you know, comfort zone. I was actually, um, you know, be the executive director of Cushman and Wakefield for capital markets. I held that position for about 17 years and then retired in 2018 uh, because I was really ready for something different. And when I was, was I was uh, recommended one of my co-founders of a previous company to look into blockchain technology. So I go to a uh, blockchain conference and they were all crypto guys there. And I, they raised their hand. How many people made over a million dollars with crypto? And like 300 hands went up. I was looking around the room saying, wow, even the guy next to me. And uh, I was impressed, but not really by the cryptocurrency itself. I, I actually went to the expo part of the conference and saw people using blockchain and seeing how blockchain technology worked really was what was stirring my interest. And then um, I think there was like two months, I actually found my co co-founders at that same conference. Two months later, um, the federal government, the SEC, uh, you know, blocked or banned the ICOs in the United States, but they also um, enhanced and, and, and made legal STO, security token offerings. And that really heightened my interest in going into blockchain technology. Uh, I actually tendered my resignation to Christian Wakefield after I, that happened and started Red Swan uh, with my co-founders. And uh, we're just excited about the future of finance. And we kept growing the business at that point. People didn't know what we were doing or what we were talking about. But luckily, I had a few customers that believed in me and let me tokenize their assets. And then uh, here we are today where tokenization seems to be the way of the future. So that's kind of how I got into the business. And now we're just looking to grow this business as far as we can. 
I believe that um, we want to follow the same kind of shoes as, as BlackRock, you know, being, um, you know, providing a lot of investment opportunities to uh, individuals around the world uh, and making it very easy for them to get in and out of investments for real estate. So by tokenizing real estate, we think this is the way of the future and also a way to give people access uh, to wealth. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, you know, tokenization has so many benefits, and I'm sure we're going to come on to uh, some of them. It would almost be impossible for us to cover all of them. Um, but yeah, what an a, a, amazing backstory. And, and, and you sound like the perfect person for bridging these two industries, having such a wealth in the one that you were previously in and still in, uh, and really understanding distributed ledgers and, and, and what they can bring to the table. So you're currently the CEO of Red Swan. Uh, could we get an overview of Red Swan for anybody who's unfamiliar? Absolutely. Uh, Red Swan is a marketplace of digitized commercial real estate. Uh, we take you know, properties that are um, institutional type quality assets that are usually out of the reach for the average investor. Um, we now tokenize the equity or debt side of the capital stack for those properties, uh, which now allows for us to fractionalize uh, the ownership into shares. So we take a $100 million property, let's say it has $50 million worth of debt, we tokenize, that means there's $100 million or $50 million worth of, of a clean net equity on the property. We tokenize that $50 million of net equity and now 100%, and now we can distribute you know, 80%, 90% of that equity to outside investors, allowing them to come in, become LP investors in that entity. So it could be a single property, it could be a portfolio of properties, uh, we can tokenize a fund uh, that also addresses real estate, but everything we do on Red Swan is 100% uh, commercial and institutional investment quality real estate. Yeah, fantastic. And um, what was it about tokenization? You know, what really clicked for you? I mean, you you mentioned a couple of things there. Uh, of course, sort of, um, you're almost creating entirely new markets out of existing ones or perhaps revolutionizing them. What, what about tokenization was it for you um, that, that, that really made a lot of sense and you saw really upgrading and revolutionizing this industry? Well, you know, with 17 years of uh, capital market experience, you know, helping investors build, uh, buy, sell uh, commercial real estate, you know, my Rolodex was thin, maybe 25 to 100 companies I'm calling on. These are institutions that can write checks for a million to $20 million. Uh, and so what was good about that was I can sell things pretty quickly. I make a phone call to 10 or 15 institutions, they bid on a project and it's gone. Um, but what's bad about it is that you didn't have uh, a lot of outreach to smaller investors. So smaller investors, even friends and family members that might wanna get involved in these high quality investments, never had access to it. And I, I felt bad about that because you know, you feel like you want to be able to do good for everyone. And I felt that that was a need that need to be um, taken care of. And when I saw the blockchain technology, that was the first thing that came to my mind is that we now could fractionalize and make it more accessible. And, you know, consequently, in 2012, the Jobs Act came out and uh, fractionalization you know, also came out. So you had a lot of companies now fractionalizing real estate, but it was still um, had the same old fashioned problems, illiquidity. Right. Still, high, even though it's fractionalized, the, the dollar entry was still sometimes $100,000 to get into a fractionalized asset. And then um, we felt that by tokenizing it, you can actually bring that price point down from $100,000 to $500. Uh, 
Uh, and now the liquidity factor becomes 24-7. If they decide they want to sell, they have that option to get out. And there's a market that you can showcase your, your sale to that can give you liquidity. So I think that that was just revolutionary. And that really excited me because I knew that at the end of the day, that's what investors want. I mean, there are so many international investors who want to buy into U.S. dollar-denominated properties. But you know, by the time they fly out here and take a look at it, the property is sold. By the time they want to you know, get uh, access to it, the price point is too high. So that's trillions of dollars worth of investors just left out of the process. Not to mention here in the United States, all those investors who don't have enough capital to buy in are also left out. And, and not just because they don't have the capital, but if you had $500,000 to your name as all your entire net worth, and to invest in a real estate property costs you $500,000, you're going to be probably a little... Uh, Larry, about putting all your money into one deal, right? Because that's very uh, high risk. But now, if we can uh, offer the opportunity to take that same $500,000 and only spend $100,000 and buy into 20 deals that are similar in different markets, you've really diversified your risk and you're making a much better investment decision. So it was a no-brainer for me to get into the business and start um, evangelizing tokenization uh, to the world because I knew that at the end of the day, um, it was going to be the winner. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. And I think it uh, really aligns with kind of the whole ethos of this industry, which is to um, essentially make things a lot more inclusive, a lot more 24-7, uh, and to open up entire markets and access to entire markets uh, from places that that, that just, just simply couldn't reach it. And, and you also, like I say, you create entirely new markets, you know, these tokenized uh, representations of uh, a share of a deal, um, they can be traded, I believe, on a secondary market. And is that something that Red Swan facilitate? Yes, it does. Uh, you can trade. Uh, first of all, you're right, opening the market so people have access to see assets in the United States, assets in Africa, assets in China, assets in, in Vietnam, uh, Middle East, and be able to buy those assets right off their cell phone within minutes is revolutionary. Um, but you're absolutely right. Um, the secondary market is something that we are we are working on. Um, we're building an ATS so that all of our clients will have direct access to sell. And we think we're the, the best solution for that because right now we have the most eyeballs of investors looking for digital assets and real estate. So having the secondary exchange for them to look at properties that, or shares that want to be sold goes hand in hand. Right now, we use a third-party uh, ATS. So if our customers, when they buy the shares, they want to sell, we push them over to the broker-dealer who has ATS, and they can sell. But by first quarter, end of first quarter next year, we should have our ATS uh, running. We then have to get approval from the SEC and FINRA. Um, but I think that will work. And then we can go live with our ATS as well. Yeah, all very exciting stuff uh, planned for 2024. I've had a little bit of a look at the uh, the roadmap and certain uh, pieces of it. And and, and as a, as somebody that primarily just invests in the crypto space, um, you know, we're, we're more of a serial investor than than just crypto. And, and we think the beautiful thing here is that this is creating an opportunity for people that are into crypto to actually get exposure to sort of more the traditional financial world and to diversify through that in a very native and quite frankly better way um because like you had mentioned you know that there are huge barriers certainly when you're dealing with commercial real estate to even getting 
somebody to pick the phone up at the other end, let alone actually go ahead and invest in this and and, and have it all laid out in front of you. It, it, it truly is unbelievably transformational. And I think that people often look at blockchain and distributed ledgers as a, a bit of a gimmick, you know, a bit of a buzzword. But actually, if you understand, and, and me and you have had a, a brief conversation off air about the transformative nature of what this is doing, the, it's, it's nothing short of exciting, you know, and uh, very um, honored to have yourself on talking to us about all this. Um, how, what what kind of success? So, so, so what has Red Swan been doing recently? Is there anything you want to kind of highlight recently that Red Swan has been facilitating? And, and, and what kind of interest have you seen in the tokenization of real estate? Oh, we're doing a lot. Uh, we are, you know, two things. We have a marketplace. So uh, we're focusing on two things. One is bringing content, high quality real estate assets um, to put on the blockchain, tokenize, so that you and everyone else has more options of what you can buy around the world. Also, uh, distribution and making sure we have registered many investors coming on board uh, who want to buy these uh, shares. So we're increasing the number of investors on a daily basis, but we're also working on relationships with institutional uh, distrib uh, distribution channels. Um, like uh, Coinbase, for example, has a 125 million users in Coinbase. And, the, you know, they're not, I'm not gonna say they're tired of cryptocurrency, but I think they want to balance themselves out. You know, crypto holders learned a big lesson over the past couple of years that you can't be all in on one asset type. If something goes wrong, like Bitcoin goes down and the rest of the cryptocurrency goes down with it, your life savings could drop, you know, 50, 60% overnight. And I think people realize that's a big mistake, even though there was a lot of ups and downs and in, in positive capital gains from cryptocurrency, there's still a lot of you know, loss uh, from the, the drop in value. So by diversifying some of that crypto into digital, other digital assets that were giving you a return, um, I think is a smart move just to balance out your portfolio. So we're really doing a lot of work to build on the distribution channels uh, on an institutional level because we know that they like to buy large quantities of transactions. So having billions and billions of dollars of real estate on our, our blockchain, our marketplace, uh, feeds into the institutions. Having a variety of quality uh, projects that are low entry points, like $500, feeds into the retail sector. Uh, so we're doing a lot on both sides of the equation. Just recently, it was last week, we just announced through a press release that uh, we took a, a $4 billion assignment from the Middle East. This is a client that's based in, in um, Dubai that has real estate throughout the Middle East. Uh, $4 billion, 36 assets, beautiful properties. And that's just a starting point. That market has trillions of dollars worth of real estate and it's growing faster than most countries around the world. So we are excited about uh, those types of assignments working in other areas around the world, like uh, Seoul, Korea is an interesting place, Singapore, uh, Africa, now, all these countries are emerging and are desperately looking for ways to get um, exposure to capital, right? Foreign direct investment capital. And, you know, Red Swan is actually putting them on the map in terms of, hey, we recognize you as a, a very good, responsible developer, and the projects you're working on uh, also, uh, we think, have a lot of uh, good benefit and feasibility for the market area. And we put it on our platform so that now U.S. investors can see apartment developments, office developments in Ghana, in Nigeria, in South Africa, 
And they have the same kind of tenants, Microsoft, you know, Arthur Young and company or Ernst and Young and company. Uh, so there's, you, you can compare here, here's a class A asset in, in Johannesburg uh, office building with um, Microsoft and Amazon as, as tenants. And then here's uh, the same similar project in New York City, but the yield difference is, is different. Right. So you're going to ask yourself, well, I like what I'm seeing here in New York City. The cap rate is six percent, but I'm seeing something very similar in Johannesburg and they're paying me nine percent. Well, you know, maybe you might want to buy a little bit of both so you're more comfortable. But these are the things that we normally haven't had a chance to see or compare in the past. And we're bringing that you know, to the forefront on the blockchain. Yeah, no, I, I I think it's amazing, you know. And if you you're talking about there's parts in Africa, there's parts in Asia that probably didn't have access to capital markets until tokenization came about, really. Uh, or they may have, but in a very sort of narrow channel. Now it, it really just, I mean, you're going to get entirely new liquidity and 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 real estate on the table in a really sort of transparent and accessible manner that, that just simply didn't exist before the introduction of tokenization. And that really, really excites me. Um, I, I'll give you an example. Yeah. I mean, I just I'll touch on that because that's so important to, to dial out for everybody to understand. I used to do a lot of business in China when I, before blockchain was at Cushman Wakefield. One of the ways I was successful by going to China with a lot of opportunities before they hit the market. So I can come back to these owners with offers before they even hit the market. But in China, for them to participate in these U.S. investments that are like, you know, need $20 million, they each person, uh, the maximum they could actually put out in terms of export uh, outbound capital from China was $50,000. So you would have one person going around all these families and collecting $50,000, $50,000, putting them into an escrow account and then shipping it up with the United States through a wire and then buying an asset with all these players. Well, that's the old-fashioned way of doing it. Now, all those families and participants could just go on their cell phone and make an order up to that fifty thousand dollars mark, and boom, they're now shareholders. They don't need an intermediary, you know, charging them an extra fee. So that's the benefit of using blockchain. Yeah, and 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 you you, you mentioned something else about yield, which I want to come to because in in crypto we're very used to yield. You know, we've got these staking protocols that will offer you a, a yield for locking up your tokens or whatever it may be, DeFi, all of this kind of stuff. Um, we, we we touched on um, this idea of as as a crypto investor, it's great to have a channel in a native way to be able to diversify your investments. Um, coming back to yield. How does that work? So, so do all of these shares, all of these tokenized parts of the deal, will they all individually generate yield based on the overall? What does that process? I'm probably confusing myself and you in in trying to explain this. But what does the yield process look like for investors that invest in these tokenized shares? So, um, just like any traditional uh, investment that's uh, using 506C exemption or 506B exemption in the United States, they have to put together a proposal, a uh, PPM, uh, which is just a, a uh, memorandum of the investment and what it does. And it will tell you, uh, spell out the yield that they're going to, they expect to pay out. So, let's say the yield annually uh, as a preferred, which means that you get, the investors get their money before the sponsor makes any profit. So let's say that preferred yield is 8%. That means that as this apartment building is generating cash flow, um, the first dollar 
goes to the investors who are coming in, the LP investors, and they get their they have to get their 8% first before any profit can be given to the sponsor. So the yield may start off at 8%, 8.5%, 9%, but then they're going to, and their plan is to continue to increase the revenue of the property by raising rents and adding value. So that should help the property actually increase in value as well. So the typical investment will get uh, a annual yield or quarterly yield that may be eight to nine to 10%, but also as the property improves in value, the value overall is increasing. So if it was started at a dollar a share and it was earning a million dollars, uh, and then by year five is now earning a million seven hundred thousand dollars, then that value of the property has probably gone up from the million dollars to, you know, to maybe by 10 or 15 percent. Well, that means that your share also increased if you want to sell it by that proportional amount. So you get a double benefit as an investor of parking your money. So it, it goes up in value overall um, and cash flow coming in quarterly or annually from that investment. So that's typically how most of the investments we underwrite and put on our platform uh, will perform. But then you would also have funds that uh, people uh, put together where they might put 10 or 15 different properties into one bucket, and they might be in different asset classes, apartments, hotels, industrial. And then overall, they're putting out a yield that may be 10%. So there's giving you cash flow 10%. The increase in value, the capital gain may not be as strong because of such a variety of properties, but that cash flow you're getting is pretty consistent and is also spread out. So your risk is spread out. So I would say that you know people should look at both types of investments, a fund that has a very you know diverse um, allocation of investments that you can buy into, so you're very secure, as well as investments that you understand and like that you can buy directly into that asset, uh, which may give you uh, a, you know more of a direct performance. So both types of projects you can find on Red Swan. Wow, uh, like I said, my brain is just exploding with not only how great this is for investors, how great this is for the uh, commercial real estate industry as a whole. You know, think of the trillions and trillions of dollars that is going to be unlocked and 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 gain access to this. And actually, it's going to become somebody for myself. You know, we found ourselves in a very interesting situation in 2022 with a name like All in Crypto, where we were all out of crypto. You know, we said we don't really want to touch this. If we had had something, uh, although real estate went slightly down in or did go down in 2022 as well, if we'd had something a little bit more stable, we perhaps would have that generates a yield. We we would have perhaps gone down that path. So. The possibilities, I think, are truly um, endless, and the benefits are already just from how long we've been speaking very apparent, very clear. Um, and you know, it, 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 like I say, it's nothing short of amazing. Uh, I, I really, we, yeah. We, let me touch on one more thing because you brought in DeFi and collateralized uh, lending through staking, and you know, using a cryptocurrency uh, staking you still have the risk of that currency going up and down in value. So even though you might be staking it to get a, a yield return, if the underlying asset is dropping in value, that's going to you know, impact your return on that investment. Real estate has always been the best collateralized investment on earth, right? So now you're holding shares of digitized real estate that's unencumbered by any debt. Whatever you invest in one of these properties on our platform is unencumbered by any debt. So now you can actually stake your real estate ownership and collect yield on top of the yield you're generating from the asset itself. 
there's so many different ways that people can start benefiting in terms of making uh, a return on their investment. This could be a profession for some people just getting into real estate investments because they have so much variety of how they can generate income. This never existed before. And so I think that that's going to be you know, a way for the young uh, investors to start getting involved in real estate, either as a hobby, but through that hobby, start building wealth over time so that whatever they're doing as a permanent job, they will now have options to, to leave that job, continue that job. But you know, their net worth is now increased to the point where uh, they're self-sufficient. Yeah. And it, it, again, that's what I mean. My head just explodes with all these ideas. I'm really glad you brought that up because in DeFi, there's lots of opportunities. You know, you can lend, you can borrow, you can essentially, there's no reason why you can't do that with these tokenized real estate pieces that essentially you can, you know, it, it just the world of possibilities really is uh, opening up. And I'm excited to see all the other markets that have formed off the market you're creating, which is already transforming things, you know, you're going to get markets forming off markets, off markets, off. It's going to be very exciting. You know, I'm uh, uh, all on board with what you're doing and 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 really excited for the future. I think the future is everything gets tokenized uh, and real estate is not going to miss out on that. And I've always been told that um, real estate is, has been a lot of people's saviour throughout the years uh you know it's it's always been i've always been brought up to think that real estate is something you should get into as early as possible i think there's uh a little bit of nuance that comes with that but generally i think that that, that, that that's very right. much the case you're absolutely right i mean for me personally the real estate was my savior right i invested in real estate early on my very first business in automotive the best decision i made was to buy the business and the real estate that went together because at the end of the day i was able to sell off the business keep the real estate rent to the new buyer and that was more income coming in and then sell off the real estate at a much higher value. And so, yeah, I think real estate over time uh, becomes your major asset base because you, you've paid off your debt with your tenants. They're helping you pay off your debt. And now you have an asset this, you know, without debt and generating cash flow. And if you, the, the more disciplined you are, the more assets you'll have under your net worth and the more value you're going to have down the road. So yeah, I think real estate has been a saving grace for many people to create wealth around the world. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, it, it, and talking about, let's maybe talk a little bit about younger people, millennials perhaps, um, because we, we constantly hear, certainly here in the UK, that property is simply unaffordable. It's, um, you know, it, there's a lot of, uh, for younger people anyway, I think issues when it comes to actually entering property from a, from a, from a house owner point of view, and also from an investment point of view, which of course, tokenization is the latter really changing. Why do you think millennials should be interested in, in, in the housing market as a whole, not a housing market, this, the sort of real estate market as a whole and, and everything that you guys are doing? Because I think they should be paying probably more attention than anybody as they're the ones that are going to inherit it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we, we know that in the United States, uh, at least in there, I'm sure other countries would be similar. There's $146 trillion of assets, investment assets that are being transferred from the baby boomers to millennials and the, and the Xers. That's a lot of capital that's moving over. So whether it's you who are benefiting as a beneficiary for this inheritance, or you have friends that are inheriting this kind of capital, uh, you can help your friends to invest their funds and become a fund manager. But I think there's an opportunity for everyone in this um, demographic to be able to take advantage of the change in the market today because they can move a lot faster and they can start doing more things. The millennials uh, are able to do 
multitasks at the same time. They could take a job, whether it might be, but then have their cell phone and they were you know, doing their hobby on their cell phone. And I think when they start looking at real estate shares uh, and dollar cost averaging, just buying a few shares a week or a month with every paycheck, uh, over the period of time, within years, you know, maybe in two to three years, they're going to start seeing accumulation of wealth taking place. And they're also educating themselves on how to extract higher yield from these investments. I see them becoming extremely uh, successful uh, using tokenization and using uh, their intellect with uh, web free technology. Yeah, I always tell my uh, brothers who actually are in the traditional financial world when they were younger, I always told them to put a, a little bit aside every month and invest that into things like perhaps stocks, um, even things like gold and silver, but to have really real estate become accessible. I mean, I think that that's such a winning formula for a younger person. You've got this transfer of wealth that is, we're going to inherit essentially. This is a way for you to get a piece of that. And I think that Without tokenization, that would have been made very, very hard. And I, just, I want to move on to, to sort of Red Swarm, how people can get involved and things like that. But I have got to ask, what is the distributed ledger technology that you guys are using? You know, Is there a specific blockchain that you're leveraging? Uh, I don't know if you could touch on that a little bit. Yeah, so we're agnostic with the blockchains. We're actually developing relationships with blockchains so that we can, we can mint tokens in their ecosystem. For right now, we use... Uh, Polygon, so that they can we mint in Polygon, they can buy a Polygon, which is you know a Ethereum-based um, uh, token. But we're also um, really happy that we're working with Hedera Hashgraph, which has their own DLT, um, and you know with that, their ecosystem now can use uh, the HBAR stablecoin to buy um, HBAR tokens, real estate security tokens. That's huge for them because they have this currency of HBAR. And they're looking for how to use it to make create value other than just waiting for it to increase in value. Now they can use cash that into their stable coin, buy some real estate, buy some gold, buy some diamonds and start building that whole asset base. So I believe that uh, it's very important to work with different um, layer ones. And so, you know, there's Coinbase that's coming out with base as layer one. We'll probably tokenize there. Uh, there's Hedera that we're tokenizing on as well. And there can be a couple other uh, larger L1s that we're going to start working with, where we're actually building the token on their platform, making it available to all their users. That's to me, that's a great distribution channel. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I don't think there's going to be uh, one chain to rule them all. I think it's going to be a really interoperable universe. Um, and actually, I think Polygon, you know, you, you've got the likes of Siemens that tokenize on Polygon. Um, you know, if you look at Hedera, you've got the likes of Aberdeen, which I think is the largest fund manager in the UK that are tokenizing their money markets through Hedera. Um, and then, of course, Base, you know, we, we you touched on Coinbase earlier. Coinbase is a very interesting company, I think. I think it's an exciting one. Uh, and I know from what I've been seeing over the past couple of months, they keep bringing up RWA, real world assets. And that is exactly what you guys are doing. So yeah, no, very, very exciting. And we're personally big fans of all of those blockchains and and, and, and what they're doing, very fit for purpose. And I think it's a, a great uh, approach to not just be on one chain. You know, you're limiting yourself massively there. Um, and I also know that, that Hedera launched their stablecoin studio. It's so much interesting things going on. And, 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 you know, it's really nice to see how you're leveraging all that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting things going on, especially with the layer ones. I mean, they're really trying to create excitement 
in uh, this ecosystem of digital currencies and digital technology. And, you know, I think real world assets, real estate is just one aspect of the alternatives. There are others, there's gold, there's all these commodities. But I think that real estate is something that is actually giving a yield in return. So it's one thing to buy something and hold it for it to improve in value down the road. That could be a slow, slow uh, process versus buying something that has asset value, which is also improving over time, but it's giving you a return uh, on a quarterly basis. That is important. Yeah, yeah. I think that, 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 that that's a real distinction to make. Um, in regards to Red Swan, if people want to get involved with Red Swan, how do they go about doing that? Well, two ways. First of all, register our platform so you have access to these opportunities that come up. Uh, you can express interest in all the opportunities, so therefore we know what you want to invest in. And when it's time to close those opportunities out, we'll call you and invite you to be a participant. But we're also raising capital right now, uh, which I think is a rare uh, situation that we can raise additional seed round. We want to keep growing our company, growing our base, so that we can open up red swans in other parts of the world. Um, right now, we'll see GCC in Africa, but we like the Southeast Asia. We like Canada. We like so many different markets. And by investing in red swan, you're helping us to do that. But I also think you're getting in early for the next, like I said, BlackRock type scenario in digital uh, real estate technology. And, you know, if that's exciting to you, then, you know, it's not only you put your money where you want to put your time and effort, right? If you really want to learn how to be successful in the web-free technology, especially tokenization, then buy into a company that's doing well at it and learn with the company and grow with the company. You're getting education and you're you're gaining wealth, right? So those are two things you should do if you want to get involved in this uh, environment. And Red Swan, I think, be one way for you to learn the process, get access to the real estate, uh, have a great multiple for your investment that you make in Red Swan. But I just think is that direct communication and knowledge that you're getting in the short term that's going to really benefit you in the long run. Yeah, I love that. Um, and if you think about like the gold rush, which is somewhat comparable with with, with the tokenization of everything, perhaps, um, you know, often a lot of people went looking for gold and they they never found it. But the people that almost guaranteed there is really no guarantee in making money, but made a lot of money were the people that were selling the picks and shovels, you know, uh, and, and the infrastructure around this transformation is valuable. Uh, that, 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 that's my kind of view on it. Um, and if, if someone was to invest in Red Swan, could we maybe talk a little bit about, so, so how, what does that process look like? Are you guys, is it some sort of an IPO at the moment? What, what, what's going on with actually investing in Red Swan? Uh, right now, we have what we call Reg CF, which is a crowdfunding round that's been, um, you know, governed by the, the SEC. We've gone through all the uh, necessary requirements for following this, so they can go to our website and or redswan.io/invest or even just redswan.io, and they'll see the invest button. Uh, we have our pitch deck there. We have our uh, regulated uh, what they call Form C there, so they can review all about our company see what kind of cash position we have, see what our projected growth is. But I can tell you right now, I mean, we're selling the shares at $20 a share. Uh, we have a valuation of $175 million. But, you know, if you look at just the assets we put under management and the contracted revenue for selling those assets out, that's about $200 million of contracted revenue today. So buying in, I mean, we're going to sell out. I mean, the future is there where the tokens never die. They never go away unless you decide to burn the tokens. We haven't had any clients that we've tokenized wanting to burn their tokens. They want to keep them alive. 
because they want to keep the opportunity available for bringing in capital. So if you think about a company that's, you know, has about $10 billion of assets that have been tokenized and growing, that's giving us more and more revenue, contracted revenue from 200 million to, you know, to a billion dollars eventually of contracted revenue. We're going to collect on that revenue, but look at the investors. What they're getting is buying at a 1x of what our revenue, contracted revenue is. Typically, you know, people would be buying it at a 10x level in that same kind of scenario. So I think it's a great time for people to participate in Red Swan. But I really think more so than just the capital gain you're getting with buying our stock, the education is the most valuable, I think, because access to deal flow, access to know how to you know, manipulate the, the shares, how to do DeFi, how to do all these things to gain, um, that's knowledge. And you can't go to school and get that kind of knowledge today. You have to go with people who are doing it the right way. And I think by joining us, you automatically get that. Yeah, I love that. You know, it's certainly something I'll be checking out because I'm I, I, I'm all about that. I'm all about um, learning uh, from people who are, are doing what they're doing and, and, and the data that's going to come with all of this. Um, you know, one very interesting thing about uh, blockchain is uh, essentially they're big data sources in, in, in many regards. You know, they're, they're, they're ledgers and you can see uh, you can aggregate and you can kind of learn a lot from that. And I think that it's it's very exciting. I think where you're positioned is is so perfect. How how long has uh, Red Swan been going for? You know, when was this all really, when did it already start? It started in 2018, um, April of 2018. After that, you know, a few months after that blockchain conference I went to, um, we we formalized Red Swan. We really didn't start getting into act to transactional activity until 2020. Um, but um, we had to get our license first. And while we have a license, we were able to start doing more transactions. Um, but yeah, it's like we wanted to make sure we created a foundation that was stable. You know, many people try to skirt the SEC. I'm not selling a security. I'm selling a, you know, a uh, uh, utility token. We knew we were selling securities. We knew we had to get licensed and we knew we had to bring people on board who have licenses with FINRA and the SEC. So getting things done right, building the right you know, technology and the right you know, uh, base uh, for uh, a marketplace was all important foundational work for Red Swan. That's all behind us now. And really, it's about scaling this company and making sure we have enough resources to continue to scale uh, as the opportunities keep coming our way. And that's not going to stop. I mean, we're getting calls from all over the world. My biggest problem is I only can do one thing at a time right now. You know, so I can't go to Switzerland and open an office. I can't run over to China open an office right now, but eventually we'll have the manpower and uh, the capital to do so. Yeah, it's always the case. And I, I'm sure uh, as a serial entrepreneur, you've um, encountered uh, problems with scaling. You know, you, you, you can't be everywhere at once uh, and you'll know exactly how to do that. So y- y- your background, you know, positioned absolutely perfectly. Ed, are there any closing remarks you want to make uh, before we close the interview out? No, I'm just really happy that uh, All In Crypto has uh, invited me to talk. I, I think that the cryptocurrency uh, holder, hodler audience is really the target market that we really want to work with initially. Why? Because you guys already understand the business. You already have a digital wallet. You're moving digital assets right now. So we don't have to train you on what we're doing. We just have to give you opportunities you can easily jump into. So I really appreciate being here because I think that audience that you cater to 
uh, is looking for some diversification and education for real world assets. And we're here for them. So that, so thank you very much. And if they want to reach us, go to redswan.io or DM me on LinkedIn. And I'm happy to respond. But this is a treat to be able to talk to a market that we're really catering to. Yeah, it's honestly been my pleasure. And we're going to leave a link to everything in the description, everything about Red Swan. Uh, we'll also leave some links to their recent uh, publications uh, and, of course, recent news uh, involving Red Swan and what they're doing. Ed, it's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Thank you very much for coming on. It's been delightful. Thank you. Appreciate it.